passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lovin and show Joe Shasky coming at you every week with all the best Giants content that you need. Like, rate, subscribe, review, share, all that stuff. Keep listening because we're going to keep coming at you with all this Giants content. So uh, got some uh, short hops, I guess we can call it, some concerning short hops here. Basically, we're going to play the concern game uh, in this last segment here before we get out of here. Uh, and I just kind of want your overall concern level on some of these chassis. You can do like a one to five scale or just define it however okay. you want to. First thing I want to get into, Casey Schmidt. Uh, since May 29th, it was a 14-4 win over the Pirates. That was the last time that he finished with a higher batting average that evening than he woke up with that morning. He woke up with a 324 uh, average that morning, went to bed with a 342 average that night. Since then, he's hitting 190 with a 497 mm. OPS, a 250 Babbitt, which maybe there's a little bit of positive regression in his future. 15 strikeouts. He did get that one walk last night, though. It was a big one walk. Um, it's just it's been a struggle. It's been a grind for Schmidt at the plate. We all know about the chasing. We all know about his aggression. We've spoken ad nauseum about what the Giants are trying to do to kind of rein that in. Shasky, I'm kind of curious right now. What is your concern level with the struggles of Casey Schmidt? It's a lot higher than I want to admit, especially when I look at his plate discipline yesterday. It was huge that he got that walk. Mm -hmm. it, it, it wasn't, it was huge. It was absolutely huge. And I know a lot of people are going to say, uh, you know, his discipline has been horrific since he came up. It has, he's a free swinger. I don't expect everyone to approach their at bat the way Lamont Wade does. I, I do think that it's good when you're facing pitching, uh, real pitching, not just a pitching machine, to have diversity of hitters. It keeps the pitcher guessing. You know, when you have Pablo Sandoval and then immediately after him, you had Buster Posey, there was something to that, right? One guy could hit any bad pitch from, from toes up to above the head. And the next guy, you better come into the zone, right? So I'm a big believer in diversity. Would I like him to draw a few more walks? 
It's undeniable. I mean, it's yeah. undeniable. But then he gives a big hit on Friday, like Friday night, for example, or or Sunday. He comes through with the big hit. Like, so it, it's it goes both ways. But I am a little worried, and I don't want to admit it because I do want to see his back continue to improve. Yeah, it is concerning. I'm a little. I'm. I my concern. If I were to put it on a scale of one to five, I'd put it like a three. Okay. Uh, because he's not hitting the ball as hard as he used to either. Yeah. So hard hit contact in baseball is defined as anything that has an exit velocity off the bat of 95 miles per hour or more. In his first 19 games, he had 23 hard hit balls. And 14 games since then, only 14 hard hit balls. Ooh. So it's just the, the contact is kind of going down. That's interesting. Two things that kind of give me hope for him going forward. Okay. One, the defense is still there. The defense, okay. he's not letting the slumps at the plate influence what he does on defense. Maybe there's like a mental error here or there. You know, he tries to go for a ground ball that maybe Crawford should have gone through, gone for, or a wild throw. Okay. Lots of defenders have that. And the other thing is the Giants. This organization really values guys who have a command of the strike zone. They yeah. love Lamont Wade Jr. because he literally has like a, probably a bionic eye that tells him what's a ball and a strike almost. So the Giants love guys who have command of the strike zone. Casey Schmidt doesn't seem to really have that command of the strike zone because he keeps chasing balls. Teams are really going low and away on him lately because they know he'll chase out there. Mm-hmm. But they're still keeping him on the big league roster, which means they clearly believe in him enough to where – they're going to deal with these growing pains. Yes. Because they just, they, and, and Kapler's talked about this a lot. He is on numerous times voiced support for Casey Schmidt. He almost gets annoyed sometimes when you ask him about it. He's like, you know, oh, I said this already, but I'll say it again, as I always like to reiterate. Uh... So the organization clearly believes in Casey Schmidt that he'll break out of this. He's being able to make adjustments at every level when need be. And for a team that's so obsessive about having a, 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 a a beat on the strike zone and they're not really sending Casey Schmidt down to get a better beat on the strike zone. I think that's a positive in that, you know what, if, if they're willing to ride things out with Casey Schmidt, I'm willing to as well. I agree. Hopefully he kind of comes around soon though, because it's, it's getting yeah. to the point where you're not seeing him in the lineup as often. And I like seeing this dude play because I, when, when he's playing, you know, he's going to be in a good place when he's, fun guy to chat with he's got a fun personality and i do think the more we see casey schmidt the more giants fans are really going to start to fall in love with him yeah i'm with you on that one and i just feel like he's really close to really sustaining like the glove is clearly there the arm is there all those things are there but god i just want to see him have another couple weeks stretch that to me would solidify like okay he adjusted from the teams and the league adjusting to him yeah, I think he can do it. It might be a bit of a process, but again, he's a rookie, I guess. Yes. You know, but you ask some Giants fans, he's the first rookie ever in baseball history to have growing pains in the middle of a season. So uh, unfair. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Moving on. The uh, the Giants at home, back home after a 6-0 and road trip, uh, our own John Dickinson, super reporter, boots on the ground, was at Oracle Park last night, and before the game, he asked Gabe Kapler, you know, about the struggles at home, and this is what Kapler had to say. We love playing at home, and we love playing in this ballpark, and um, we're excited to be back off the road and, and get ready to play in front of our home fans. I think sometimes we 
read a little bit too much into home road splits as, as Major League Baseball teams, um, you know, particularly when we have a lot of advantages here at home, right? Like probably most importantly hitting, hitting last in any game. I guess all of this is to say that I, I understand why you're asking the question. I also personally wouldn't read too much into um, records at, at this point for, for home and road. So, Shasti, really quick, by month in April, the Giants were 7-7. Seven and seven. They were 9-6 and six at home in May. And after last night's win, they are 3-4 and four at uh, Oracle Park in June. Are you at all concerned about the Giants uh, in their ability to win games at home right now? No, it feels like it's just a, a matter of time. And I also feel like a lot of that was built up at the beginning of the year. I don't have the numbers to back that, but it just – it. I'm not worried, if I'm being totally honest. I'm just not. And maybe, maybe I should be. Well, Shasky, it's funny that you say you don't have the numbers to back that because I do have the numbers oh, nice. to back that. Yeah. So in April, Giants were not a very good team on at home or on the road. They hit 240 at home in April. In wow. May, they started to pick things up. They hit 265 at home in, wow. April, in May. Here in June, it's kind of been a bit of a slower start. They had the Orioles the first series and then that absolute dud of a series against the Cubs when they were coming back from Coors Field. They're hitting only 228 uh, in uh, June right now. That doesn't include last night, though. So they're probably that's be a little bit better. Overall, they're hitting 247 at home with an OPS of 713. Uh-huh. The league average is 252 with a 743 OPS. So the Giants, overall, they are below hitting below average at home. But two things. One is... The slow start in April absolutely factors into that. I think we can all agree that this is not the same Giants team now as we saw in April. Yes. And two, Shassi, what, it's been 24 years at Oracle Park? How many yes. times have we ever said, man, the Giants sure hit well at Oracle Park this year? <laughs> like, they never hit well at this it's ballpark. Such it's a good point. ballpark. <laughs> such a good point. I, I'm just, man, I'm having so much fun. I don't have time to really worry. Like, I really no. don't. I'm, I'm, there's so many great stories on this team. It feels like they're outperforming on a variety of levels. Anybody that's losing their mind about road home splits, come on, man. Think about where we thought this team was going to be after they're the still pitching game. really well at home, though. Like, that's exactly. the thing. Again, a tough exactly. April. They were 443 uh, exactly. ERA in April. Again, April sucked for pretend April never happened. Three, a, a 353 ERA in May. They're getting better. And they have a three ERA in June so far against the Orioles, Cubs. And again, that does not include last night's start against the Padres. But that was a win. And that's what yes. we're talking about is their ability to win at home. I'm not concerned about the home record either. They are better on the road than at home. That much is undeniable. But again, the last 24 years, that's basically been kind of the status quo for Giants baseball. It's a hit. It is a pitcher's ballpark. And you know what? They're pitching really, really well at Oracle Park. And they're finding way to wins, finding way to get wins at Oracle Park, in part because of the pitching. And that has always been the formula ever since the Giants Agreed. moved to the ballpark. So, no, I'm not really that. I'm not concerned that much about uh, the hitting at home either. Last thing I want to kind of get your concern level on here. It's the walking wounded. You've heard of the walking dead. We got the walking wounded here on the Giants. Here's a list of all the Giants who are hurt in some way. Alex Cobb has a left oblique strain. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. 
Uh, Schmidt, obviously, he was hitting last night, but he got hit uh, by a pitch on the right elbow on Saturday night. He was day-to-day. Scott Alexander's out with a hamstring injury. Mm. John Brebbia with the lat strain could be out for one to two months. Mitch Hanniger, we might not see him till September, if at all. Wilmer Flores has a broken foot. Ross Stripling has a back strain. He's dating rehab starts in Arizona. How concerned are you about the health of this team right now? I'm very concerned, and it starts with the starting pitching. I, mm-hmm. I'm not so much worried about some of the everyday players. To me, it's the starting pitching. If they uh, cannot get some of these guys back, like an average oblique time that you're out for someone like Alex Cobb is a month, mm-hmm. and for pitchers, sometimes more than that. And so I'm very worried about him being ready to go and coming back and, and, and being a contributor for this year. Like They need him. He's been their second-best pitcher. He they need him has. right now. He was he's in a he was in a borderline all star conversation probably before he went down. I mean I know you're concerned about Cobb. John Brevia's absence is what worries me yes. the most. So because what we were saying a little bit earlier and the, the, the role he plays as the opener in you know six seven starts as the opener he's only allowed a small handful of runs. He's been very efficient with how he gets through those innings. Uh, there was the the start against the Cubs. I believe it was that Saturday start when they got that one hit where. You know, Kapler before the game kind of joked, you know, if Brebbia could, you know, throw you know seven innings and 17 pitches, we'd let him do that. <laughs> Brebbia went 19 pitches that day in over two innings. And obviously the goal is always for him to kind of get that second inning, but it's always kind of a, let's see how that first inning goes. Yes. And Brebbia has been really good at getting through the first inning really clean and getting into that second inning, which in a bullpen game, the more innings, you, if you can get that extra inning from Brebbia, that really helps the rest of the game. It does. Scott Alexander point. was the only other opener aside from Ryan Walker. He'll be back a little bit sooner, but losing Brebbia really, I think that's a that's a tough blow because even when he's not the opener, he's still one of the Giants' most reliable and durable relievers. So that is 100%. an absence that you cannot overlook. Before we get out of here, Shasky, uh, our final thought here. Some news broke on uh, on my drive home. The Cincinnati Reds, announced that they were releasing Will Myers, who is a noted giant killer. Here are his numbers at Oracle Park. 273, 349 on base, 517 slugging, and 866 OPS. It's the third highest OPS, minimum of 50 plate appearances, he has at any ballpark. He's hit 11 home runs at Oracle Park, his fourth best of all other ballparks. By the way, the uh, two stadiums that he has a higher OPS in, Coors Field, Chase Field, Giants play a lot of games there. Chasky, I know we're, I feel like we're kind of beyond the whole taking a flyer on random guys. Will Myers has always been a guy where it's just like, oh, I hate it when he comes to the play. Why can't he just be a giant? Would you take a flyer on Will Myers? Pass. Yeah. They've got enough outfielders. I want to see what they've got in Matos. I want to see, you know, what they've got going when it comes to uh, McCrary at some point, Vaughn Brown at some point. Like, I want to see those guys before I want to see Will Myers. Will Myers just doesn't do it for me. Two years ago, probably I'd be all over oh, this. A year ago. But, yeah, even a year ago. But it, I think that kind of is a testament to where things are exactly. at right now. Will I agree Myers is the guy who would absolutely fit in in this ballpark, apparently. And he can go on the market. He would be a vet minimum. He'd only be taking up space. And we're just like, eh, eh. I don't think we need him. And hopefully, I mean, if the Giants do pick him up, I won't, it won't be like a Matt Beattie situation where we're losing our minds over it. I would be okay with it. But at the same time, yeah, Giants are in a position where, and I think this shows that the growth that you're seeing in this organization right now under Farhan, where you don't need to take flyers on these random guys hitting the yes. market anymore. 
Totally and agree. That just shows the positive direction that this organization is in. So thank you very much for joining us this week on or this on this episode of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Giants hope to make it nine in a row tonight against the Padres on a City Connect Tuesday night. I'm repping my City Connect gear today. I had the shirt, hat, socks, lanyard. I went all City Connect today. So uh, for Sam Lemon and Joe Shasky, it's the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. We will catch you on the next one. 